Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expect Better in Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Prosperity in Rochester, New York. Questions about real estate? Stay tuned for everything you never knew you needed to know. Have a better experience, get a better deal, expect better, and let us work for you. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another another episode of Expect Better in Real Estate. I'm your host, Justin Brosnan, and today we'll be discussing ways to increase the value of your home and the projects to do and to avoid. Today, I got Dean Muller, and I also got Don Muller with me. Dean is a licensed real estate agent at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Prosperity, and Don has been a contractor for 40-plus years. He's done commercial, residential, and industrial construction and remodeling. Thanks for being here today, guys. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Let's dive right into this because people want to know what should we do and what shouldn't we do because that's the most important thing when we're going to be living in our home. There's reasons to enjoy it and there's reasons to make money on it because it is an investment at the end of the day. So the first thing I want to talk about today, and I think we'll start here with Dean, is what are the little things that you do it yourself or can do around the house to actually improve some value? The small projects you can do on your own. Well, when people are start talking about, you know, moving on and getting a different home and they want their home to sell quickly and they want, you know, obviously everybody wants to get a lot of money for their homes. There's a lot of different things that they can do, smaller things. Um, like you can change out simple light fixtures, overhead lights. Um, you know, they're not very expensive and, you know, to put a new one up uh, doesn't take very very much time, money, or energy. Um, you can change out uh, knobs on your cabinets in your uh, kitchen. You can, um, you know, obviously you can do some painting and hire somebody to, to clean up your house too to make it, you know, look spotless. Um, these are all things that add value, I think, to when you're getting ready to sell your house. Um, it'll help it sell quicker. Um, it'll, you know, give you a, a better return uh, on your investment. Um, yeah, and, easy. and to that point with the paint, let's talk about the paint. The biggest problem I have when I walk into these homes, and that is a do-it-yourself project, but if you can't do it well, right, it's actually going to cost you money. And I think that's yeah. a big thing to take into account is painters aren't that expensive when you really bring it into. They can add a lot of value because the time you did it, my God, how many homes do you go into and they haven't even used sandpaper and you yeah. just see clumps? Or the, the, the line between the top of the ceiling wall and, and the ceiling itself, you know, it's got to be a nice straight edge and painters can do that. I've tried it myself many times, but not too much success. And, and you know me, I'm a pretty high energy guy. The idea of me trying to do a straight edge and going down a wall, that yeah. would be scary for everybody. And I would never attempt to paint my own house. Yeah, so I can hiring tell you that. A, hiring a painter would probably uh, be beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Don, you do painting as well, I would assume. And you know, a standard room, I mean, your, your standard bedroom, let's just call it a 10 by 10 room. What would someone be looking to get some paint done in that room if they were going to come and find an expert to do that? Oh, cost-wise, probably $100, $150, $200, depending. So, Brent, let's break that down. You got a, you got five rooms. It's $1,000. I mean, let's bring a professional in on that because a fresh coat of paint, my God, people think you take better care of your house. Mm -hmm. And it hides a lot of, you know, you have kids in the house. They've written all over the walls. And then people just start thinking. We want mm -hmm. it to look as clean as possible when we're getting into that. Um, let's go back to that kitchen stuff, the little things you can do in the kitchen that pretty much anybody can do. You brought up, you know, hardware and things of that nature. Hardware on your cabinets, uh, the, the knobs on your kitchen sink even. Um, they've got some really nice ones out these days. And, you know, a sink is a sink is a sink. I've got a 50-year-old 
brown porcelain sink in my kitchen, which I would definitely change out to, you know, a stainless steel because it's got a cleaner look. And they're not that expensive. Maybe Don, what do you think about one hundred fifty bucks? Yeah, yeah. The and then and then you get a, a a brand new you know faucet set. What do those cost? Faucets, yeah, hundred to three hundred. So for depending. a couple of hundred dollars, you look like you just upgraded your kitchen. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. I mean, it doesn't take a lot, and it it's it's clean, and it's got you know these new lines that the, these designers are coming out with. It just looks you know so much better. Another thing that we we talk about with these is what rooms should we really be you know concentrating on, mm-hmm. and versus you know you're doing it for your enjoyment, which is great. But once again, we're talking about the resale value of your home here. Right, this is the ways we can get the most return of value. I mean, where do you think we really should be starting with major projects, and where are we going to get the best? You know, let's go with Don there. Yeah, where do you see out there in the field on a day to day basis where people are really focusing on putting their money into? Um, uh, mostly kitchens and baths. Um, Somebody coming into a house, I mean, the first thing they thought is, I don't want to do anything. I want to just move in and get settled. And um, Right. So, yeah, kitchens and baths uh, provide the most return. And there's a lot of, uh, like, again, the kitchen, the sink, the knobs. Another quick thing you do is a cabinetry. Um, you can sometimes paint them, which is really inexpensive. Or if you have a wood finish, you can lightly sand them and put another clear, uh, clear coat on them. And just to brush them up, make them bright and clean. Yeah, and, and another thing to get the best rate of return on your place, guys. Let's talk about another really easy thing. Let's depersonalize, depersonalize excuse me, and let's uh, let's remove some clutter. I mean, what are the yeah. things we're telling our clients where we're going in there, Dean specifically, and what are we looking for to yeah. help get you, them? You want to get rid of um, family photos, things like that, because you, you want uh, any potential buyers to come in and be able to picture themselves in the home. So, I mean, don't get rid of all your artwork, especially if you got some really nice stuff up. Um, it would be good to have, you know, a stager could come in and help you with something like that. But to, to, to place uh, furniture in the right spots and, you know, get all the personal. I mean, if you've got a, a collection of bobbleheads that you've been saving for 35 years, you probably <laughs> want to put those in a box and um, move them to your next place. Um, yeah, let's utilize the garage here, guys, for that <laughs> yeah. type of stuff. I mean, we yeah. might love it, but it, it doesn't create the value. Yeah. Um, I always tell people the big thing that no one ever takes into account, let's get the coffee taper, coffee pot off the counter. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. get all of that kitchen equipment off the counter right. because it doesn't look like you have any room on your counters. Right. And then they have all these pictures and magnets on the fridge. Stop. Yeah. I mean, we don't right. want to know your political affiliation. We don't <laughs> want to know anything religion. We want to keep this as... Whoever looks at this can envision themselves in the house, and right. we want them to be able to look for themselves. They don't want to see what your family did. They want to envision their family there. Yeah, and the more space that they see, they can envision how they want to decorate, too, if you got the minimal minimal things in the way. Yeah, the, it, you. I can't tell you how many houses I've walked into, and the, the easiest thing to do is move stuff. Anybody can do it. Right. People, people know you're moving. You're getting right. ready to move. Right. If I see a box in a, in a third bedroom, and they're starting to get ready to move. I don't hold that against them. Right. They want to move. That means, and that means, I'm going to be able to sell this house hopefully quickly because they're not leaving the house fully furnished or this, that, and the other. Sometimes a few boxes means they're motivated. It's a yeah. it's a good strategy on our front too that we see that, and we're going to go in there right. and say, as, as the buyer's agent, we're working with a buyer on this end and say, hey. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. Yeah. But don't keep it cluttered. Boxes are okay. Totes are amazing. Yeah. Go to Home Depot and buy some $2.50 totes, people. You know, yeah. that's a huge thing. Right. But let's get back into the bigger projects. And I want to preface by saying, I did this, so do as I say, not as I do. I did all the projects as I was moving. 
and you really should enjoy your home. Right. So let's talk about these projects where you can get the, you know, some value out of them yourself and using them versus Joe Schmo like me here who's waited till we moved and then did everything and said, why am I moving? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get that a lot too. Because <laughs> they go in and they do all these projects as they move. So where are we going to see the best bang for our buck? If we wanted to start exterior wise, you know, let's talk about that garage door. It's one of the first things you see when you go out right. there, right, Dean? Um, right. And, and I don't know. Do you know costs about those on those where they're running about? I have never priced one myself. Maybe Don knows more yeah, along that. Yeah, they can be around five, six hundred dollars, depending on the size for a double car, and uh, uh, they're, they're kind of on the expensive side. But yeah, they do have a good look. Um, definitely exterior, uh, like repair any uh, split uh, wood that, or any paint that is um, um, peeling and stuff yeah. like that it and do that over yeah we're not saying replace it per se but if you do have to replace it that is one of the first things people see when they come to your home and they do have about a the cost recouped on a, a garage door is roughing around a 90 percent and i think that's really really important to know because it's a very low cost thing to do um but that's not the end of it we're just looking at a garage here we know that's not something everybody thinks about on a day-to-day -day basis and that's really where we're going to leave that i mean we can also talk about you know your entry door replacements right um what are those type of value are those going to bring and what kind of costs are we looking at i mean i know there's steel there's wood there's this there's all different types of doors um but to get the best return on investment it, it, what, are, what are you looking at cost wise there well it can range um well i've seen about a couple hundred dollars for a new unit and up you can you know spend a couple thousand if you wanted to it's uh the front entry way it's the look it's what you see first it's welcoming, um, so you want it to be presentable. Um, and That'll give you nice. a curb appeal. Yeah. Definitely the curb appeal. And that's right. the first thing everybody sees when they come to your house. I mean, we're having another episode here at some point with, um, you know, landscaping and staging and all that. So we won't go too deep into that, because but that's a very valuable topic. Um, but, you know, what else are we going to talk? What are you going to do in that kitchen? What, what are the big things you're seeing people doing in the kitchens right now? Well, you, I remember, Don, you, you did a kitchen um, recently that I came over and saw afterwards, and you had said something about instead of painting the, the cabinet doors, you actually replaced them? Yeah, that's uh, you can buy, purchase just the doors and drawer faces now and um, just reinstall them, put them, that makes them look like they're new. Yeah, they and looked then, really good. They were soft closed too, weren't they? Right, yeah, that's the trend now for soft closing hinges. Um, they're about... Four dollars a piece for a hinge, and then you just uh, paint or resurface the uh, cabinet frames. And uh, yeah, boom, I remember boom. they came out really nice. I, I was surprised that uh, I hadn't even thought about that. You know, a lot of people they'll want to replace the whole cabinets, and you know, you can get them cheap at like Home Depot or Lowe's, or you can get them from a cabinet maker and spend a lot of money on them. But just to replace the doors, especially in some of these older homes that are in the city, um, the cabinets are built in and they're built well. But, you know, they've got 14 coats of paint on them. They need a so, facelift. So what do you do <laughs> yeah. with them, right? Yeah. You just take the doors off and buy new doors for them. I, I think that's a great way to go about things now. I just told a client the other day when we were writing an offer on a place, and the doors were hideous. Yeah. They were 1970 doors, right. and it yeah. showed. Yeah. Right. But there's only eight of them. You can get someone to custom make a beautiful front for you, and you don't have to do all new cabinets, and yeah. you're going to be in a yeah. pretty good shape. So when your opinion, Don, do you think that that's the way to go if you can get away with it? It's just oh, find yeah. a nice... Oh, yeah, because okay. some of these cabinets at the home centers are just poorly constructed, and some of the stuff existing, the better builds. Well, let's talk about cabinets. 
All right, what are we talking about with the cheapy stuff? What are you seeing with that? Is that the Home Depot, off-the-shelf stuff? Can you get more stuff there? Where? Let's talk about different categories of cabinets because that's huge. Yeah, I mean, that's the base and the home centers, the walls, the construction is made out of composite materials that can break down pretty easily. They won't hold up 20 years, generally. In a $5,000 range, you can get some pretty nicely built cabinets from a shop that just does that specifically. They use better materials. Uh, there's several around this area that can do that. And they're solid wood. Yes. See, that's the big thing. When I go into a house and I mm -hmm. see, I'm looking for soft closed cabinets in, in the solid wood. Yep. If we're in a, you know, they're not going to be everywhere, but it's something to bring up to the client. You know, if you're going to have a lot of stuff in here that might spill, this is MDF composite material. Right. right. That's going like to the bubble. $20 bookshelf you bought and right. you've got it for five years and you threw it away because it just, it doesn't hold up. Right. Right. It, yeah. So there, there is something to be said for quality and there are some great people locally around here and feel free to reach out to us and uh, ask us about that. We have some great vendors we can uh, talk to you guys about. Um, as far as, you know, kitchen countertops, it's another big thing that we're yep. seeing out there now. Yep. Everybody's into the granite. What other right. options are out there though? Mm -hmm. I mean, cause there's yeah. other. What, it, yeah. We got granite. Quartz is now more popular than granite because it's easier to care for. Of course, you're on the high end of cost. For those things, uh, the average, you know, I've seen um, 1500 to 5000 for a new um, replacement whole kitchen. Um, the other options are composite materials. Um, there's several of them, and uh, they are less than quartz or stone. Um, they look nice. Some of them have the sinks built in on the other mount, um, which is kind of a trend right now. And then, of course, uh, Formica, which is at least costly, but it's... Uh, quick and easy and they have some nice patterns now that look like stone and stuff like that and uh you can fake someone out with some of the new stuff they're doing yeah <laughs> they've come a yeah. long way with those formica countertops they actually do look pretty solid now now would you rather have a solid surface absolutely everybody's going to want to but the big thing i want to talk about here next is don't over don't over improve your house for the right. neighborhood as well right and what are you seeing out there dean what are you telling your clients when you're getting ready to sell a house as far as the improvements they should be making in there and how are you you know kind of dissecting that down i think it's important to know where this particular property stands in the uh, the neighborhood as far as um you know is it the biggest home is it on the biggest lot is it uh, average to the neighborhood um, you don't want to overbuild or overimprove yourself right out of the market. Um, you know, let's say a typical $150,000 house. Um, you've lived in it for 30 years. You bought it for 80,000. Now the homes in that area are selling for 150. You know, I, you update and you upgrade and you try to keep things, you know, within a certain budget, obviously. But I mean, you wouldn't want to put a three or 400 square foot addition on the back end of the house, unless you plan on staying there for a long time. And so you can enjoy it. But I mean, it, you know, you got to know where you are as far as compared, comparing to the other properties, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's a, it's all going to be up to you, I guess. If you're going to stay there for a while and you want to do something like that and enjoy it, then that's great. I mean, you can get a good home, you know, put a little extra money into it and, and enjoy it like it's a $300,000 home. But if you're looking to like just, you know, make an improvement to sell it, yeah, you definitely want to stay away from putting too much into it because um, you're not going to get, you're not going to get the money back. You spend $10,000 on improving your, your kitchen, 
you know, it'll help sell the house quickly, but I doubt you're going to get any of that money. Well, you you might get a little You'll bit get back, something back, but, but yeah, yeah, but not not the full ten grand that you put into it. I think the important point to remember is what you just said. If you bought the most, the least expensive house in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. you can get a little more aggressive with some of these upgrades. Right. You bought the house for a hundred thousand, and it's a hundred fifty thousand dollar neighborhood because it needed some, you know, some love. Mm-hmm. You can get a little more creative and get in there. But if you're at that one hundred seventy five thousand dollar house in that one hundred fifty thousand dollar neighborhood, be careful because you may not see any money back on that, which is fine if that's what you're going for. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think there is a big value to put on enjoying living in your home. We're in our homes a lot. Right. And we should enjoy living there, but you got to go into it knowing, am I going to get my money back or do I care? What type of value do I put percentage-wise on this for, ah, this is so nice. I come home and sit in my new addition every night and sit by the fireplace with my wife and my dog and my kids. If there's a big value there for you, go ahead, enjoy it. But just know 10 years down the road, you may not see a lot of value for it. Yeah, I guess you got to know where you're going. I mean, if you're going to stay in the house, you just bought it and you want to you know, make it nicer, then great. But if you're getting... A house ready to sell, yeah, you want to avoid those kinds of things, I think. Yeah, and I'm going to hit one back to to you, Don, and I want to talk about flooring in the kitchen specifically. Um, Do you see any similar trends going on, the good rate of return? I mean, we used to see that lovely vinyl in these (laughs) 70s and 80s homes. And What what are you seeing for trends out there right now? now? What's going on is a lot of people are used, there's actually a vinyl product. It's a floating floor system, um, and they're really nice. uh, they're easier to put in, uh, less costly as compared to like uh, tile or hardwood or something like that, where you need to have a subfloor or, I mean, a underlayment. These just go right over existing floors. You don't have to do anything. And they snap together in pieces. They have a uh, wood look. They have a uh, stone look. They have lots of colors. So it's, some of them are quarter-inch thick vinyl. They're super easy to take care of. Um, they're really nice. Uh, so I like, I've seen a lot of people doing that lately. I like the new vinyl. Yeah. I, if we're talking about old school, that roll stuff, that stuff was hideous. Yeah, no, I've seen some stuff that they actually paint on. They right? paint on it, isn't it? I've seen some. <laughs> they paint the vinyl on, but I mean, it, it it creates texture. I mean, it depends on the room, I guess. I wouldn't want to put it in a kitchen, yeah. like maybe a closet. Oh yeah, you know what though? <laughs> this vinyl, I get confused sometimes because you got this laminate that's come a long way now. You got these hardwoods, these tiles, and they all have these different looks on them now. Right. So some of that higher end vinyl. You're going to get a lot of good wear and tear, yeah, I would assume, right? Uh, some of the laminates, the older uh, Pergo, and those, uh, they don't hold up real well. If, you know, 10 years of heavy traffic. <laughs> but yeah. this new stuff, I mean, they're charging 4 or $5 a square foot for some of this. I've the seen some stuff, starting right? at two, 250 yep. square foot. So for a quarter inch thick, really nice stuff. Yeah. Good. And that's good to know. I mean, tiling, I love tile. I don't think tile's very expensive. But if you're not doing it yourself... That yeah, can get pretty hefty it's in pricing, to put right? It in. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more uh, intense putting it in. Yeah. So let's talk about bathrooms because we know that's the other major area that people are looking to upgrade and they're in there a lot. I know I am specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <For everybody. laughs> so let's talk about it. Well, what do you see people doing in bathrooms? Is there anything in these master suites? Are they putting additions in? Are they, are they just looking there's decent return on adding another bathroom people out there just so you know oh master bathrooms the best you know it, uh, you got to make sure you're in the right neighborhood but what do yeah. you see people doing with the bathrooms now well pretty much the same as kitchens you know uh new floor new paint new look cabinets through the cabinet faces over pretty much the same thing and uh just pretty cost effective way of doing it okay now 
let's get more to the exterior because honestly, there are some other things. You're going to get the rate of return. We're going to get return on investment on our kitchens and our bathrooms. We already know that. We know we want to do some little things like painting and things like that that you can do on your own and do the little, you know, put up a new uh, light fixture and things like that. But there are things outside of the home. I'd really like to talk about, you know, windows first is because there's two folds for windows, right? What are, what are our benefits of putting in a new window versus having that 1970s window oh, in there? Of course, well, for originally, you know, it's um, energy efficiency and uh, and then the look and then um, maintenance free. So, uh, and just so everybody knows, you're getting about 85 to 90% return on your money. And let's talk about the heating bills. You're going to save on those too. Yeah, that's an yeah. instant savings right away that's there. huge, yeah. Yeah, and then you know, if we have a composition siding outside, we don't have vinyl siding. What does it What does it take to do a standard? Let's just call it an eighteen hundred square foot colonial. Is there a ballpark ballpark price you would think for vinyl siding? For siding, replacing it. The big part of that is uh, what's it going on? Does uh, anything have to be removed? Is there um, aluminum or something or old cedar collapse or something like that? It has to be evened out. Uh, the cost of the siding itself, vinyl, is 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 very minimal. And it's super easy to put on, really. Okay. So and the last thing I really want to like kind of hit home on here today, and this has been really very beneficial, I think, for everybody, um, is first of all, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's something people try to get too luxurious here, and they overspend, and then they get mad at us because they had to have that solid surface countertop, and it wasn't justifiable in that neighborhood. Um, it, yeah. it, keep in your budget, guys. Yeah. yeah. And some people might not like the colors that you picked. Oh, that's exactly it. Sometimes if it's a very neutral, first of all, keep it neutral. If you're going to yeah. do something, don't get crazy. Nobody wants what they had at my house. When I moved in with my girlfriend and she and her her cousin and her started painting the room Victoria's Secret stripes. Yeah. <laughs> that pink and then pink. Do you know how much fun that was to do when we went to go sell that house five years later? That was five coats of paint. Easy. It was it was atrocious. So we got to keep it simple, guys. Let's not get over the top. Um, I think the last thing I want to hit on is basements. I think you're seeing a lot more people wanting to finish basements and yep. have that man cave or woman cave or any sort of cave yeah. down there. Um, are, are you seeing a lot of people starting to finish those off for extra space? It's uh, I've seen people who would like to do that. Yeah, it's a trend. It mean increases your square footage, your house, and um, more livable space depending on how you want to use it. That's what I always tell people. How do you see that you want to use the space first and then decide there how are you going to renovate is there any situation where you would tell the homeowner maybe this isn't a good idea to finish the basement uh primarily I think... uh i would say well first thing you have to look at the moisture situation uh sometimes uh, depends on how dry the basement is sometimes you um if you put build walls over a kind of a damp situation you're going to, want to create more problems for yourself in the long run they don't have a lot of good systems for airflow that's the biggest issue with basements is keeping airflow to keep the place dry well i was just going to say um I mean, any reason that you you wouldn't want to do redo a basement is um i mean you got to have egress you got to be able to you know if it's going to be uh an area that's being used as a bedroom i mean that's that's what i was thinking um it, to add egress is, uh, from what I understand, pretty expensive. It is expensive, yeah. And what is an egress? Well, it's a way to get out of the basement in case there's a, an emergency, a fire. Uh, you need to get out quickly, and you can't go out through the upstairs. Uh, and you need to. It has to be um, an opening, a window or a door, big enough for a um, emergency person to come in and rescue you. 
Okay. Like, you know, you, you can get out or somebody can get in too. Absolutely. So the, the big thing you got guys got to remember out there is the moisture. Um, you don't want to flood, put 10,000, 20,000 into this basement. And then a month later, all of a sudden it's flooded. Uh, that's not or a good there's mold. Or there's mold the, everywhere. All, all over the walls. <laughs> yeah. It molds a whole nother issue that we could get, talk for probably an hour on. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I've been seeing a lot out there and more so in the city homes. And hopefully one of you guys can speak to it. I just sold one and they did do the addition up there. Uh, the attic. You know, you're, used, you're seeing a lot of people in the city homes that have these walk-up attics starting to utilize the space. Yeah, I have a, a walk-up attic myself in my house, and um, I did not uh, redo it, but boy, if I did, it would be a huge space. Um, drywall, drywall and some framing and some paint, I guess, and some flooring. Yeah, it's, it helps uh, more space again, just like the basement. Uh, with the attic, the one thing you want to be take care of... Uh, looking at is uh well insulation to keep uh keep it comfortable but you also have to consider airflow for the roof i've seen a lot of situations where people pack insulation in their rafters which means you know airflow for the roof tiles and they um you lose uh lifespan out of them probably about 70 percent so wow wow that's a big number so yeah. yeah so be careful out there i mean these city homes it's great it's a great cheaper way in my opinion to add a lot more room to your house because a lot of those older city basements you're not finishing those basements no <laughs> no and then in the attic also you have a have to way of getting out to um you know fire escapes yeah it's all about the oh, safety right. at the end of the day we right. you want to live in your home you want to enjoy your home don't want to die in Ain't your no home <laughs> okay so i think that's a really really morbid <laughs> point, point to make yeah. there but we really want you to enjoy your home but we want you to do it safely so let's make sure everything's up to code uh let's make sure that everything's you know done properly so you can invest in your home your home is your biggest investment 99 percent of people are going to make out there let's make the right decisions i think that's the biggest thing is talk to your real estate agent talk to your general contractor that you trust let them guide you somewhere. Don't just be like, ooh, I'm going to put a $20,000 kitchen in because it's pretty. Right, let's right, work yeah. smarter here yeah. and let's get experienced professionals in, like yourselves, right. to actually yeah. guide you through this process. And friends and other people that you know who have done, gone through and see what their results were and if they're happy with it. Yeah. Research, 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 research. Yeah. It's there. It's at. Yeah. It, it's out there, guys. Yeah, everything's let's, on Google. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The problem with the Google, and I think a lot of the statistics that we were looking up before the show, is that's national average too, right? Right. So we have yeah. to be careful because Rochester's market, the average home price is about one hundred and forty to one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, whereas somewhere in California, you it's couldn't like a million. You, it's, you're starting at eight hundred thousand minimum. For the, and I for the same and for house. not no God I wish it was I mean you're talking my cousin's house in San Diego was about 800 square feet and he paid close to a million yeah <laughs> and it's it nuts. was 800 to a thousand square feet and it's location 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 you can yes. you can justify that fifty thousand dollar kitchen so be careful what you read on the internet it has got to be very specific to our market guys yeah. and I think that's where having a you know a expert in real estate. And having an expert as your contractor is very important. And with that said, I want to thank you guys so much for being here today. You Thanks. know, educating yeah, us and getting us more informed of the things we should do. And just guys, remember this one last thing. Call us. Call a real estate agent. We are here to help you. We want to make money. You want to make money. Let's all make money together. So as always, guys, I want to thank my guests, Dean Miller and Don Miller. And I want to thank you for listening to Expect Better in Real Estate. As always, I'm Justin Brosnan, and I'm keeping the real in real estate. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, folks.
Thanks for listening to Expect Better in Real Estate with your host, Justin Brosman. Do you have questions or want to just tell us how awesome we've done? Connect with us on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BHGRE Prosperity.